Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Anyway, time for how to when we address the sorts of decisions we don't take every day. Today it's how to buy a decent hi-fi. Daniel Rooney is director of the Hi-Fi Hut in in Dublin. Daniel, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Okay, so actually before we talk about the equipment, yes. And and let's have a scenario where it's somebody who has a load of records in their attic and they go, I'm going to, you know, get back into playing uh, doing that again. Is the first thing to consider where you're going to put it, the room itself? It is. It's 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 something that's often overlooked. It's the 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 actual acoustic characteristics of the room are probably as important as any individual component that you're going to use. Um, lots of hard surfaces are a bad thing in general. Lots of soft surfaces are a good thing. You can soften up a hard room by putting in a rug, heavy curtains, uh, soft couch, things like that. Uh, but it's it's important to to understand that. It's also important when you're choosing the components to. Uh, to think about the fundamentals of, of sound reproduction, essentially we move air. We're, we're trying to move air. When I'm talking to you, I'm moving air from my mouth to your ears. Mm. Uh, when a speaker is reproducing sound, it's moving air from the loudspeaker again to your to your ears. Uh, the volume of air that's in a room, how big a room is, uh, has a an effect on the choice of of equipment that you're gonna you're gonna put in there. If it's a big room, you can put big speakers in. You don't actually want to put big speakers in a small room because you'll end up with boomy bass and it'll just completely overload the room. Conversely, if you put a really small speaker, a little Bluetooth speaker, something like that, in a big huge room, it just gets lost. And, yes, and the, yeah. you lose the. Uh, the, the quality that you might have had. Yeah. And is, is there any way of knowing in advance whether the acoustics in your room are bad or good other than for looking for hard surfaces uh, and that kind of thing? Funnily enough, I mean, there are there are little apps you can get on, on your phone and things like that that will send a signal out. Um, basically, it's a, it's a frequency sweep. So it sort of goes whoop. Up, yeah. um, that's sort of a noise. And then it uses the microphone in your phone to measure the, the, the decay time. So how long it takes for that signal, that, that bit of audio, that bit of sound to dissipate completely within the room. When you've got a room that's, that's very hard, that can be a long time. It could take a, a full second for it to dissipate. It's in a really good room. You've got lots of bookcases and a carpet and all of that sort of mm. stuff. It could be next to nothing. Um, so it's, yeah, that there's a... Uh, there are methods you can get really technical. You can. <laughs> you know. That's right. I'm trying and, to avoid the rabbit hole yeah. stuff here because, uh, yeah, it's so easy to get sucked down into that. Okay, so when you, if you're going to buy, and, and uh, we can talk about, I suppose, about all-in-one kind of systems maybe a bit later, but we'll hmm. start with the kind of system where it separates. Where do you start? Do you start with the source, with the amplifier, or with the speakers? So I, it, this is a matter of contention. In yeah. <laughs> um, I, I like the, the generally accepted view nowadays. You probably start with the speakers because okay. the speakers are as much a piece of furniture that are going into the room. Uh, you want to kind of match the the size and the look and the uh, the performance to the room that it's going into and to your particular tastes. You know, it was something. We um, there were many things that that we did wrong, and as a Western society in the seventies and eighties, one thing that we did really right was big stereo systems. Um, we we've gotten we went down this route for a number of years, particularly in the the kind of late nineties, early two thousands, where everything had to be tiny, and it was about cramming loads of compressed tracks mm. into into tiny little boxes. Um, but now we've we've kind of bounced back out of that, and we've got more realistic. Um, expectations for for loudspeakers, so you can pick something like a small bookshelf speaker, which uh, which can suit a, a small to medium sized room, uh, or you can go for something that's kind of middle 
size speakers. So they're like large, oversized bookshelf speakers. They wouldn't actually go on a bookshelf. They're more of a stand mount. Yeah. And yeah. and they're kind of mid-sized. Or you might go for a floor stander. Conversely, you may not want to see speakers at all, in which case you might want to go for in-ceiling or in-wall speakers. They're a little bit more difficult because you need to get a cable into your wall or into your ceiling. So there's something that would more often be uh, installed when you were renovating or in a new build or something like that. But there are thousands of options uh, yeah. To, yeah. To, to suit the needs. Yeah. Um, that, that would be the first. Yeah. First. But say one main division, but say the floor standers and, uh, and a bookshelf speaker, whether that's in a bookshelf or on, on a stand. Yeah. Is there an advantage to having floor standers in that? Are they bassier? Can you, you know, the yeah, so the, shake? It, essentially, again, it gets back to the kind of, you're moving air. Um, mm. And the the smaller the speaker, the less air you move. So bass frequencies are big, long sound waves. And you need a bigger surface area of speaker driver to move more air to reproduce the big, longer sound waves. Uh, the the cabinet, the actual box that it's in, the bigger the box, the more the, the bass resonance and the, uh, it, the the more controlled that can be. It gets lower frequency range. You've got a bigger dynamic range of the speaker. There's, there's a lot of advantages to it. Having said all that, there are certain rooms where it's just not suitable. Mm. Uh, if your room is too small and you put a big floor stander in it, you're going to have problems with that. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, um, okay, so yeah, you would have, uh, have problems with that. But you, uh, you also mentioned taste. Yes. In the sense that different speakers have different, yeah, or thought have different characteristics. Some a phrase I believe is forward is, uh, and some people <laughs> like that, and some people don't like that. Yeah, yeah. There are different. There are different types of drivers. There are different types of. Um, it, there's speakers have something called a frequency response curve, which is you know some of them have more a bit of a boost to the mid range. Some of them are quite bassy. As a society, we've been kind of it's been drilled into us for for the last two decades, I'd say, that bass equals good. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. not always the case. Good bass can be quite controlled, quite, quite not necessarily boomy and in your face. Um, what we like is a relatively flat frequency, but taste is everything. My hearing is different to your hearing, is different to everybody else's hearing. That's why it's quite difficult to uh, say, you know, this is better than this is better than this. We want people to get ears on with, the speakers that they're they're looking at and listening to mm. to understand what suits their ears. It's kind of to draw an analogy. It's like saying, "Well, what's the what's the best rock album of the nineties? You know, <laughs> yes. like my opinion is different to your opinion. There isn't a right answer. There isn't an empirical right answer. There might yeah. be on a scientific basis. You could argue one is better, but it depends on the room it's in and it depends on the ears that are listening to it. Yeah. So go with your own taste and even the the genres of music that you you might listen to might inform that taste. Yeah, because it's an interesting thing in in that like if if albums that were recorded up to the kind of 80s when they were recorded to be records, there was a limitation on the amount of bass you could have on that, a physical limitation. And and so, you know, people would listen to a record and go, God, that's, the bass is very weak on that. Well, that's the way it was recorded, actually. That's, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Bass, particularly bass, has, has come on a long way in, in the... Uh, in the last kind of 30, 40 years, um, in turn, both very much from the recording studio through to the mastering, uh, through to the, the reproduction um, and, and into the, the actual component systems that, that uh, we would supply today. Um, yeah, it, it's, uh, it, it's come on a long way and it, it got a, it went a bit too far and it's kind of been rolled back yeah, a little bit. But is that but a lot of the time because you'll, if you buy a, 
I found anyway. If, uh, this bugs me to hell mm. that if you buy a vinyl album, a lot of the time it comes as a double album because, and there's only two or three tracks on each side because they want more bass on it. Uh, it yeah. Is my is what I'm assuming the reason is for doing that, right? So you're up and down every five minutes, changing the feckin'. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's a chat. There's a lot. I mean, to be honest, a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of vinyl nowadays is is coming from 24 bit digital masters that yeah. are then being cut onto vinyl that are being stamped on. And, and actually, the enjoyment comes from sometimes the tactile nature of actually oh, playing yeah. the record and all yeah. that sort of stuff. But yes, um, you can by choosing the right components, you can kind of toe that in and 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 um. And avoid some of the the over bass, the over pronounced bass that that's perhaps mm. prevalent in uh, in kind of modern music. Now, and, and, and I suppose the recommendation there is that you really have to go to a shop and listen to them first. Uh, I, I have it pointed out to you what are the you know different characteristics kinda, of each speaker. Yeah, you need you need a reference point. Um, you can read all the reviews in the world. It can be uh, it can throw you in the wrong direction because the 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 review and people get very parochial about their hi-fi systems yeah yeah um so yeah there's one uh, person here pointing that out (laughs) yeah they they, um they're it's tough to say this there isn't a a right and a wrong there is i like and i don't like Mm. and and they're, they're perfectly valid sort of points of view it's good to get as i say get ears on get get listening to the stuff get kind of reference point. Sometimes it's good to listen to something that maybe you can't afford. Listen to the five grand system, the ten grand system to to go, okay, that's what really good sounds like. I can, you know, I can close my eyes. I can visually pick out where every instrument is, where every bit of vocal is. Um, Okay, that's my kind of reference point. Now I can listen to two, three others um, and go, okay, maybe that's got a bit too much pronounced bass. That's got a nice mid-range you know, this is the one that I most enjoy listening mm. to. On that point, though, mm. uh, Daniel, is, you know, is a five grand turntable 10 times better than a 500 euro turntable? There's, there's law diminishing returns to, yeah. to a certain extent. Having said that, they are, some of them are just mind-blowingly good. Like there's, there are times when I, I get sucked in, I should be working and I go up to <laughs> one of our listening rooms and I'll just sit and, and listen to a piece of music that I might have listened to a hundred times before, but we could have got a, a new set of speakers or a new turntable or, or amplifier or something like that in. And you just get lost in it. And it's it's something that, that elicits it, like an emotional response like very few other things. Um, and it's, yeah, it's tough to say, you know, is it, <laughs> is it worth it? It depends. It depends on what, you're, you, what you value, um, mm. you know. Or if you've got the money. The, 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 that that's too. it. There's yeah. no upper end to, yes. to what oh, we do. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, okay, so, so someone's gone along, they've had a listen to the speakers and they've said, yeah, I like those speakers. So the, the, the next thing to choose is which part? Uh, amplification so source and amplification kind of come side by side source yeah. is your like what actually produces the music so yeah. that could be a turntable it could be a cd player it could be a streamer or a bluetooth streamer it could be a tape player um we're doing again it it that's that's kind of the 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 starting point yeah. but then you need an amplifier uh the amplifier boosts the signal drives the speakers now in many cases nowadays, you can get one box that does your source and your amplifier. Uh, not so much with if your turntable is your source, but if you're talking about uh, an amplifier with a streamer built in, so you mm. can just play music from your phone or from Spotify Connect or Tidal Connect or something like that. Um, those devices are are plentiful and, and really, really good. Really good. 
um, and nice and neat in terms of number of boxes and cables and all the rest of it. Um, what are they in, in the streamers? Hmm. Is it MP3s they're playing? Is it WAV files they're playing? Is, is it used there a to be? In, uh, are they very compressed? Is, is um, my point. So. Uh, the, the the streaming services have moved on and the last couple of years we've gotten a lot of, of high-res streaming. Um, what I will say is I wouldn't get too hung up on, like the the, the hi-fi version of Apple Music or um, Tidal or anything like that is really good quality. Although if you, but if you're really talking about, um, you want to avoid kind of chasing numbers in, in hi-fi. You want to perhaps spend a bit of time looking at, you know, what layout your room is mm. or, you know, looking at, have you got the right speakers, the right amplifier, the, the right setup, um, rather than kind of chasing the, the, uh, the quality. Generally, it's, uh, generally it's, it's a type of MP3, but it might be a variable bit rate. Yeah, um, yeah. It's close to lossless or it is lossless. There's not a big difference i've done the abc tests blind with different uh bit rates and you can tell at, at the lower bit rates the old days the old 128 kilobit per second audio tracks and you'd listen to a, an uncompressed version you can tell the difference they're chopping mm. the top off and they're chopping the bottom off and they're squeezing it all down and it just gets muddy and you, you hear uh, little artifacts in the audio that doesn't happen so much anymore. Yeah. Um, most of the stuff that is out there is pretty good. Okay. Uh, so listen to what you want to listen to and don't get too caught up in the numbers game in it is, yeah. is what I would advise. So for, for the amp, is is the only thing you need to know how many watts is the amp? Yes. Or and does that even, make any difference? Even really? wattage, is a, wattage is dependent on the impedance of the speakers that they're driving and yeah. it's dependent on... Uh, it's dependent on, a, on the current that's going through it which isn't often advertised there's a few different things what there's a good analogy that, that we can say what is what is an easy one to kind of look at yeah you you want to look at the speakers that you have they'll give you a range of uh when you've picked them the range of wattage that might be from 50 watts to 400 watts it can be a big range um what we say is that the it, there's an analogy of you can buy a car that's a one liter car and you can buy the same car in a two liter. The one liter will get you from A to B, but it'll have to try a little bit harder to get there. Uh, the two liter car will maybe cruise from A to B. Mm. Uh, the bigger wattage, more powerful amplifier will more effortless, effortlessly drive the speakers. There'll be less chance of distortion. There'll be less chance of coloration um, because it has that extra power. Having said that, you can have a, an amplifier that says it's 800 watts, but it can have loads of distortion on it and could be crap. Yes. Um, <laughs> but and, say you have a relatively average size sitting room, you don't need an 800 watt. No, you don't. No. You don't. Yeah. Um, you, you'd like it to be in the range of the speaker. There's also... Um, there's also the sensitivity of the speakers, which is how hard they are to drive. Mm. It, like, it, it sounds very complex. It's not really. Most amplifiers will drive most speakers. Yes. If you've got yeah. big speakers, you need a more powerful amplifier. If you've got small speakers, you probably don't need as powerful an amplifier. You can kind of run off that. If you've got questions, come and ask someone like us. Yeah. Okay. And, and so in, in I guess we've mentioned this, in, in, say, in terms of the amp, what kind of price range or like what's the bottom of that half decent amp now and the sky's yeah. the limit at the other end yeah, yeah of it, it, so it used to be it's, it's one of these things that the 
sort of global supply chain issues over yeah. the last couple of years have pushed it up a bit. You used to be able to buy one for about kind of starting out at about 200 euros. That's kind of pushed up to about three, 350. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll see how that goes. If anything, there's probably better value in speakers than there is in the electronics because yeah. of the, the, um, the issues in the electronic supply chain. But, They've got loads of features packed into them these days. You know, they've got a source probably built in at that sort of price, you know. Yeah, okay, right. Uh, 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 what height should speakers be at in the average room, Dave wants to know? Ideally, you want the tweeters at ear height. That's so that the tweeters are the high frequency. Your ears, psychoclusively, you'll pick up high mm. frequencies uh, much more directionally than you will low frequencies. Bass is semi-omnidirectional. Yeah. Um, so that's when you're sitting down. Of so course, you yeah. want to sit down yeah. and you want to, like if you really want to get technical, but you get a measuring tape out and, and you, can, uh, you can measure where your ears are and you want to put the tweeters at that height. Okay. But uh, yeah. Uh, Colin wants you to uh, uh, sort out a row. Uh, just moved into our first home. The this is you're doing marital counselling. Yeah, you've probably done this it, before. Yeah. Uh, the the wife wants Sonos speakers. I want a proper sound system to run the TV through, as well as listening to music. I don't really have a question. I just want you to say I'm right. <laughs> if, if it makes them feel better, I have both. Yeah. Um, okay. There you so go. yeah, I have a, I have a, a nice. I have two kind of nice listening areas, and then I have Sonos around the rest of the house. Yeah. Um. So I, I the the. TV area. I've got an Atmos seven point one um, system there, system, yeah. and then I've got another kind of listening area where I've got a nice set of speakers, but it's kind of integrated with the Sonos. But yeah, Sonos and and a lot of those other speakers, you've got a kind of plastic box that the the speakers are built into. It's never as good or as big as a, a full range speaker, yeah, uh, and especially a split where you've got a left and a right, and you've got proper stereo imaging. Um, so it's it's a compromise but it's a it's a really good system and it's incredibly convenient and the best hi-fi system is the one that gets lots of use yeah. so usability is an important factor and yeah, and yeah that's the thing as well and when you buy a new one especially a turntable there's this kind of old saw about it all needs to bed in and is that true uh, to a certain extent yes there is there is a, a wear-in period for speakers for example you've got it, you've literally got rubber parts and you've got a driver that needs to move forwards and back mm. it, has, it has travel in it to, to move the air and the rubber comes out of the factory reasonably stiff so you run them for 40-50 hours the rubber softens up a bit and it means that it can travel forwards and back faster and you get a better transient response time. Okay uh, and is that, uh, they say that about um, cartridges and styluses as well? Or? Yeah there, uh, there's a anything mechanical can there's a certain argument for for running there's other things where yeah i mean i'm i'm to be fully convinced on the benefits yes. but uh, <laughs> uh i'd say your adjoining neighbors would just love you for installing in wall speakers well it's in ceiling speakers you were talking about yeah right? they, we do in wall as well yeah oh. it depends i mean as as I often get, I mean, I live in, in close to the city centre in Dublin. So, yeah, I've got a, a couple of them, but I don't really, and I'm also a young kid, so I don't really get to use them at night much. <laughs> yes. um, but the, you know, for a lot of our customers, they we say, geez, your, would your neighbours not be a bit, you know, yeah. buying these seven foot tall, uh, nine driver, <laughs> massive speakers? And they go, I don't have neighbours. They're in the middle of the countryside. Oh, well, they can go as loud as they want. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I have a Sony system I bought in EMI Sligo in 1991. Model is LBT V2OT, 50 watt speaker, still a great sound. Can you ask him if he knows a person who can service it for me? Um, 
I don't call the shop and they, they might yeah. be able to. Um, but it, there's... It's Actually, tough. I do. It's tough. Yeah. Labour is so expensive now. Very. Uh, there is a place called and the it, Hi-Fi Hospital, which I think is out in Nace. Uh, Kells. Kells, yeah. yeah. And uh, it, the guy that runs out is very good. If anyone can uh, service it for you, probably he could. Yeah. Uh, the uh, How important are the leads and cables that you use? They are important. I mean, there's there's a... There's a, there's a an argument um, between people on the the, the importance of, of leads and cables. They are an important component in it. You want to have oxygen free copper. You want enough um, conductance to, to transfer the the quality that you have in the amplifier uh, through to the speakers. And generally, they're not. If you're talking about a short run, they're not that expensive. There's kind of a, a, a rule in the industry of 5 to 10% of the overall cost of your system that you put into leads and cables. I would value speaker cables more than I would value interconnects, which yeah. are between the components. Mm. But that's a personal preference. And there were lots of people with lots of uh, very scientific evidence who will tell me that I'm wrong yes. and that they're right. <laughs> and and, and I'm, I'm sure that's <laughs> that could be the case. Uh, that's part of the fun. Right. Yeah. So uh, turntable. Um, the, the, um, what are the things, or, or I suppose, what are the questions you should ask when you go into? Well, yeah, it, it, people have gotten back into vinyl and yeah. it's a, it's a great thing. It's, mm. it's a bit more active listening. Um, when you're purchasing a turntable, uh, first of all, we don't really sell turntables with built-in speakers and yes. all of that yeah. sort of stuff. The reason for that is a turntable in it at its very essence is picking up micro uh, vibrations from the record to a tiny little needle, which is bouncing a little magnet in front of uh, two little magnets in front of two little coils to induce this very, 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 very low current. And any vibrations whatsoever that are in the vicinity of it or connected to it are going to come through in your in your audio signal. So what we want to do is absolutely reduce the vibrations, reduce the number of whirring parts in it. So from a pure sonic point of view, you want separation, isolation, isolation. Yes, that's why and you should never put the speakers close to the... Yeah, the yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so so that's that's the kind of the, the basics of it. You want, uh, you want a decent cartridge with a decent... Um, a decent tone arm. You want as high mass a... a platter as possible because it acts as a flywheel and keeps a constant speed. Um, these are the kind of the factors. Now, a lot of people want to look at, say, the convenience of, say, an automatic turntable or that sort of stuff. All of those things introduce additional noise and additional mm. vibrations. So I tend to veer away from that and go towards the more precision engineering and minimal approach um so belt driven um with a with a decent cartridge and a decent tone arm um, generally from, speaking then hmm. and i've only got a minute left because i've been talking too much about this that, uh, um generally speaking the cartridge that a turntable comes with will you in most cases would you advise you're gonna have to upgrade that cartridge or it, the cartridge is okay the, the, it depends on the turntable. Some of yeah. them, some of them come with quite 
good cartridges, but you can even upgrade the, upgrade those yeah. often by just replacing the styli. So you mm. can place the stylus on it and, and upgrade the cartridge in the process. Uh, but the so number, that can be a nightmare. Up there, <laughs> it's uh, the, the modern ones are okay. They're yeah. they're, they're, they're pretty easy. Um, the it's the number one upgrade you can do to a turntable is upgrade the cartridge. A lot of the entry level ones come with pretty basic cartridges, yeah. and the actual turntable itself is probably pretty good. But by upgrading the cartridge six, 12 months down the road, you're going to, it's the biggest sonic difference you're going to hear with the turntable. Yeah. Daniel, thanks a million for coming in to talk to us today. That was Daniel Rooney there, director of the Hi-Fi Hot. You are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. Moncrief, weekdays at 2pm. With Energlaze on News Talk.